Hey everybody, good to have you with us again on Greenlight Reviews, the show where we love to talk about the movies. My name is Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. Today, Ann, we are going to take apart mm-hmm. a film that I think everybody was waiting to see. It's called Taking Woodstock. Mm-hmm. It is directed by Ang Lee, who is one of my favorite directors. Mine too. Way. And it stars a bunch of people that you've never heard of, so we'll wait to discuss them. For those of you who have been living in the bottom of a coal mine for the last 50 years, <laughs> Woodstock was the place where they had that astonishing rock concert back in 1968, where they expected 10,000 people sure. and half a million showed up. Did you show up, by the way? I did not show up. Neither did I. And looking at this film, Taking Woodstock, I'm so glad that I didn't. I think when you see the movie, you will agree that Woodstock is an event that shouldn't be revisited ever. It was depressing and messy and muddy and yucky, unhealthy and hot, and it was chaotic and crowded and it was musically irrelevant because you could not see or hear any of the legends that performed there in 1968. That's right, because Taking Woodstock is not about the concert. Taking Woodstock is about the people who actually put the entire thing together. Mm -hmm. The -the behind-the-scenes people. Right, and it is focused on Elliot Teichberg, whose parents own a crummy little motel in Woodstock, and he is the head of the Chamber of Commerce, which doesn't mean very much because he's a very young and kind of schlubby guy. Yes. yes. (laughs) By the way, this is supposedly a true story. Yes, it is based on a memoir written by the real Elliot, whose family did attempt to put all the parts of that puzzle together, the Woodstock deal. Exactly. And by the way, they got very, very rich. They were a very low-income family, and after this, they became very, very wealthy. Elliot is played by Dimitri Martin. I guess he is a stand-up comic. I had never heard of him before. He is the lead in this film, and Anne, I've got to tell you that my dry cleaner has more charisma. (laughs) You know, it's true. I think casting an unknown comic was not a great idea for Ang Lee. I understand why he did it, but I don't think that Dimitri Martin has a natural poise or a natural instinct for an on-camera acting career. To me, he might be very cute in a nightclub, but I don't think he's so great up on the big screen. Listen, I'm cute in a nightclub, especially when I've had a couple, but (laughs) I don't think I can carry a film on my back, and certainly he cannot. He is surrounded by other people. Liev Schreiber plays Vilma, because Liev Schreiber is an ex-Marine. He's a big, tough guy. Mm -hmm. But now he has long blonde hair and he wears dresses. Yeah. He's a very good actor. He's a great stage actor. Correct. But I don't think that he had the sense of humor for this part. And I think back to John Lithgow in The World According to Garp. Brilliant performance. And he played a transvestite ex-football player. He was so tremendously believable and lovable and charming. You just couldn't take your eyes off of him. And he really, for me, he created that kind of a part. And I just don't think that Liev Schreiber's performance came even close to that. I have to agree with that. Elliot's parents were played by Henry Goodman and Imelda Staunton. They're both Royal Academy of London schooled actors, by the way, Les. Yes. Henry Goodman, I thought, was okay in this film. He was very quiet and very subtle. Imelda Staunton, and we have seen her in some of the Harry Potter movies in which she's very, very good. This is one of the worst performances I have ever, ever 
seen on screen. It just broke my heart. Well, I thought she was wildly miscast. And also, for some reason, they allowed her to play it with a kind of a Molly Goldberg-like borscht belt Jewish slant on it. And it really was annoying, and it was most uncomfortable and unpleasant to watch and to listen to. Yes, Molly Goldberg, for those of you old enough to remember the Gertrude Berg character, was a very lovable middle-aged Jewish lady with an adorable accent. Playing Sonia Teichberg, Imelda Staunton is not a very pleasant lady. She's a very unpleasant lady. And you keep wondering all through the film, why does the husband stay with her? Why is the son living with her when he's almost 30? The whole focus of this film is wrong. Mm -hmm. And those of you who think, oh, I'm going to enjoy the Woodstock concert by seeing this movie, forget about it. You're not going to see a single bit of the concert. You're going to see a lot of people, some of them naked, but it's very unsexy. They slide around in the mud and they think it's funny and they splatter mud all over each other. And of course, they're smoking a lot of dope and they're drinking beer, and there are no places to use the bathroom, and there are no places to shower. You know, Les, there's another problem with this picture. Yeah. And that is, it's very stale. You know, certain movies, when they depict a bygone era, do it very well, and you don't feel that it's really passe. In fact, you're kind of fascinated to see what life was like back when. But this picture trades on all those obvious psychedelic 60s icons, like a roach clip or language like groovy and far out and peace brother, make love not war, acid head, head shop. You know, after a while, the whole thing becomes a bummer. (laughs) (laughs) Bummer in the summer. Yeah, bummer in the summer. And, you know, all of those references become so cliched and it really wears itself out very quickly. And you get tired of seeing the psychedelic shirts and tired of seeing the hippies splashing around in the mud because there's nothing new that Ang Lee brings to the party. It's just what we've already seen and what we already know. The movie, I believe, is tempting to say that Elliot is coming of age in his own life and they use the backdrop of Woodstock to tell that story. But Ang Lee gets bogged down with too many subplots and characters that weave in and out that go nowhere. For example, the brother comes home, played by the very gifted actor Emil Hirsch. Yes. And, you know, he's kind of a bummed out war veteran, but you don't even get to know him very well. And that kind of a character would be interesting. But now you see him, now you don't. And that's kind of the problem with the whole movie. And the only one that you honestly see a little bit too much of is Dimitri Martin and his extremely obnoxious mother played full out by Imelda Staunton. Well, it's unfortunate all the way around. There's nothing to love about Woodstock in this film. It's also dirty and smelly and awful. You know, Les, when you were saying all that, I happened to flash on one of those scenes at the close of the movie in which all the trash was literally 600 acres of that dairy farmland. And there were about three or four hippies trying to pick up all that stuff. (laughs) And I thought, that's a great metaphor for this entire movie. One big, fat mess. (laughs) And nobody around to clean it up. So, Anne, you and I have stepped in here to clean up this movie. Yeah, I guess so. And to warn everybody that it's just not very entertaining and not very good. And because of that, Anne, Mm -hmm. I am giving it a red light. It's not horrible exactly. It's just there's no point. I agree with you. I think for people who love that period, 1960s, and if you want to keep your memory sacred, I think you should 
kind of skipped taking Woodstock. I'm sorry to say it gets a red light from me, too, Les. Just an unfortunate movie. Better luck next time. Better luck to everybody, including Dimitri Martin, Imelda Stanton, Henry Goodman, Emil Hirsch, Liev Schreiber. Oh, Liev Schreiber. Get rid of that schmata that they had you wear for most of the show. <laughs> Absolutely. Ooh, and the love beats. Oh, no, no, no. And Director Angley, I'm sorry, too, but two red lights for taking Woodstock. Oh, <laughs> it exhausted me to watch it. It really did. I got tired and I kept wanting to run out and take a shower. Well, I don't have to do that because we're going to see another movie very, very soon. And I hope everybody will listen to us talking about that one. It's always fun. Even when the movie is terrible, it's fun for you and I to chat about them. And some days our chat is a little happier than other days. That's true. And we're going to be doing that sometime very, very soon. So we hope to see you then. Until that time, my name is Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that we're going to run into all of you folks listening to us, having a great time watching the movies. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotus, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chipotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.